Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about mitigating the accidental insider threat. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Mike Siegel. He's Vice President of Products with Forcepoint. Mike, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tom. It's great to be here. So, Mike, we all sort of have general awareness of the malicious insider. So how do you differentiate and define the accidental insider threat, and why do you find that organizations are so unprepared to mitigate that today? Yeah, that's a good question. You're right. The headlines absolutely go to the malicious insider, but let's think about how information security really used to work. So you got the moat and castle concept. Everyone on the outside was a bad guy and everyone on the inside was your team. And so most of our defenses were very similar. The moat, the walls of the castle, the drawbridge, they were all designed to keep the outsiders out of the organization. Now, we know from the news that people with bad intentions are in a trusted position on your network. They may be planted there, you know, to steal your designs, to conduct industrial espionage, to steal valuable customer information. They might be motivated by by money, anger, uh, ideology, But the point is they're there to cause harm to your organization. So the accidental insider is also in a trusted position, but they don't necessarily mean to cause you harm. In fact, that's why they're called accidental. They just do things that, at the end of the day, are bad for the security of your organization. Maybe they're, for example, clicking on links in an email without looking at them. Uh, They may be visiting websites that host malware, and there are innocent activities that you take to a site designed to entice you with free offers there only exists to serve up malware. You might even have a great employee who thinks, you know what, I'm going to take my files home, put them on my laptop, put them on my, my flash drive, and go work at these files at home over the weekend because I couldn't get it done you know, at the end of my work week. But when the weekend's over, the employee brings back the finished work, and all the bad things, all the viruses that were sitting on that family computer come along with it. And we've seen workers be targeted specifically at home, you know, knowing that they will be bringing these threats back to work with them. So the accidental insider and the malicious insider are actually both trusted users on the network. It's just that one doesn't intend to do you harm and the other explicitly intends to do you harm. And so while the malicious insider can do enormous damage, and, you know, we often think of the Edward Snowdens of the world or the private Mannings of the world, and they had access to these, the statistics actually show us that we have far more potential accidental insiders inside the organization than we do the malicious insider. Well, that's a good point, Mike. And I understand from my friends at the Insider Threat Center at Carnegie Mellon University that they're actually focusing a lot more of their research now on this accidental insider. Now, you touched on this to some extent in your previous answer, but if you could go a little bit deeper, what do you find to be some of the common characteristics of this accidental insider? Yeah, so common characteristics of these accidental insiders is they don't intend to do harm. In many ways, they're actually doing things that they think are in line with conducting business. As I said before, it could be taking files home over the weekend having the internal data be exposed outside the corporate walls in a way that's not, you know, with the highest security hygiene, if you will. Uh, It could be clicking on bad links. It could be clicking on emails, phishing emails, um, things that that really, you know, they're being preyed upon 
by malicious uh, individuals who know that human nature is to conduct business in this way. You receive an email from someone who you recognize the name, you believe it's from someone that you know is uh, is within your, your company, but, but instead what has happened is we have fishers who have the ability to change very slightly the email domain. And so while you think you may be clicking on an email from someone who's trusted, it's actually not. And that individual could be bringing malware and other files into the organization that way. So, you know, those are the characteristics that we tend to see. It's people who uh, don't intend to do the wrong thing, but they may be targeted. They may be preyed upon by people who uh, could be could be looking for them to be susceptible. Mike, what do you find to be some of the common security gaps within organizations? And what then are some of the technical as well as non-technical solutions that organizations should deploy to detect and prevent compromise from these accidental insiders? Yeah, so when we think about the technical and non-technical solutions to this, let's first of all look at detect and prevent, but you can kind of look at those in inverse order first. So both technical and non-technical solutions play an important role in preventing accidental insiders from doing harm. Let's give an example of kind of a you know, very recent memory. We're here recording this in January. We just had New Year's. A lot of people have New Year's resolutions. But how many of those people went into New Year's thinking, you know what, I'm going to hold that resolution very quickly thereafter, a week, two later, they've essentially abandoned those resolutions. You know, it happens to all of us. You know, it's kind of funny, but at the end of the day, willpower is a finite resource. And the same is true for security education. We fundamentally believe in educating end users, and we call that within Forcepoint raising the human security IQ. But there are really so, only so many things that you can remember, and business moves very fast. And like I said before, if I've got to get that work done and I've got to put that on a USB stick in order to bring it home over the weekend, you know what? I may make the decision to go do that, even though it's against my better judgment from a security standpoint. And since threats change all the time, and IT policy changes all the time, you really can't expect the well-intentioned insider to know exactly what potentially puts them and the organization at harm. So while it's important to educate, you know, you're really just hoping for normal human beings doing the right thing every time. And unfortunately, as we know, hope is not a very good strategy. So we believe it's important to, as well as you can, engineer out human behavior as a factor. You can employ things like spam filters, secure web gateways. These are tools to keep us from going to bad links, clicking on bad emails in the first place. We do things like sandboxing of files so we can look at them in a safe place before they go down to an end user's machine and they have the ability to click on them. Uh, we can apply data loss prevention on data, and we can use firewalls to keep users and applications out, both from outside the network as well as to keep people from accessing data that they don't really need to do their jobs. So that's the prevention piece of this, and our Triton platform is a leader in this area. Now, when it comes to insider threats, detection is an entirely different story. For malicious insiders, we use human intelligence and technical controls. Human intelligence might include security clearances, background checks, and knowing who might be motivated to do you harm. A disgruntled employee with a high level of credit card debt and substance abuse issues, for example, is one stereotype. 
But that only takes you so far. You know, for all accounts, Edward Snowden was actually, you know, a pretty gregarious good guy that no one really suspected. Uh, he had all the right security clearances, and he didn't trip any red flags whatsoever. And that is what's exciting about our SureView Insider Threat product. Both accidental and malicious insiders are flagged based upon their behavior on the network at the endpoint in terms of the communications they conduct and the applications that they access. So with SureView, we know what risky user behavior looks like. This allows our customers to essentially have an early warning system. They can automatically identify the riskiest end users within the organization based on those behaviors, as well as information they receive from other systems, like our Triton AP Data, which is ForcePoint's data loss prevention solution. SureView Insider Threat gathers and provides really rich context around these actions. We even have the ability to record and playback a user's screen before, during, and even after these risky behaviors are conducted. So we aren't asking someone to review all the user logs from the web. That would be you know, far too time-consuming, and no one has time to do that. What we're doing instead is we're automating these processes. We're having machine learning and the technology automate what we think is risky. We're recording that information and providing that and making it accessible to the security administrator. Mike, I want to come back and ask you about the products in a moment, but I want to talk to you first a little bit about education and about policy. Now, we've established that education is important, but really it's insufficient. So once you've deployed policies and controls, how does an organization avoid falling into the trap of what you call sawtooth compliance? Right, and, and, and most folks maybe don't quite know what sawtooth compliance even means. You know, when, when I think of sawtooth compliance, I'm thinking about the, a graph of user behavior over time and looking at whether that behavior is, is good or bad, right? And so an incident happens. When that happens inside a company, there's usually a renewed focus on the rules. You'll get an email from legal or compliance, and then there's training. And for a brief period of time, everyone is trying really hard to do the right thing, right? So the willpower, as we described with our, our New Year's example, is finite. And ultimately, these old habits die hard. So people then revert back to their previous behaviors. So you've got a graph that kind of looks like a saw blade, you know. It's that population of the gym that, that quickly falls off, you know, just a couple weeks after New Year's. So to avoid this, we try to engineer out the possibility of users misbehaving with the Triton platform. And when SureView Insider Threat detects an insider, we can watch what they do and remediate as necessary. Now, for the accidental insider, it might be as simple as educating them, right, walking down the hall and saying, hey, I noticed that you were conducting certain kinds of activity or, you know, communicating data in a certain way. And as often the case, putting some tighter controls in place is really sometimes all you need to do. It's a business process change to get people in the organization to, you know, essentially change their behaviors going forward. Now, for the malicious insider, not the inadvertent or the accidental, it might actually involve continuing monitoring at a much deeper level. You could even be looking at contacting of law enforcement and prosecution. Mike, let's come back to the products. At ForcePoint, you stress the importance of total protection to forestall insider threats and external attacks. Talk to me a bit about how your solutions provide this in real-world situations and how you differentiate yourselves from your competitors as well. 
you know, as we look at the IT security or cybersecurity industry, there are over three, four hundred different vendors who have a product, a point product, a solution, uh, attempting to help customers to stay secure. But if you look at those companies, at least 95 to probably 99% of those companies are focused on the external threat. Right? It's about defending. It's the it's the castle walls. It's it's putting up the moat. Very very few vendors have technologies that are specifically focused on looking at the insider threat, both accidental and malicious. So one of Forcepoint's main differentiators is the fact that we're offering you know this total protection scenario. Yes, obviously we want to prevent the external actor from coming into your organization and causing harm, but we have an equal amount of focus on the insider as well. And when you combine these two, there's actually some great synergy because if you think about it, an external actor who's able to penetrate your uh, your corporate walls, perhaps even steal the identity and the credentials of a user, they're now posing as if they were an insider. So while they're really an external threat, they're now acting and behaving like an internal threat. And so this overlap means that the technologies you employ need to be integrated. They have to be able to share intelligence and awareness. And that is what ForcePoint's platform is all about. We're building off of the Triton platform uh, that was originally conceived by WebSense many, many years ago and taking that really to the next level integrating Raytheon cyber products technologies, integrating Stonesoft technologies, creating a very comprehensive set of security tools that work under one umbrella framework, one that shares threat intelligence across and provides the ability for key professionals in the security industry to make better decisions. That's really what we're all about, and we want to apply that level of security rigor to the user, to its data, and to the networks that these users traverse. And those networks could be on-premise or they could be in the cloud. And we're very much understanding and focused on making our solution cloud-centric in our approach because, frankly, that's where the IT infrastructure and the critical applications are going today. Well, Mike, that's a great explanation. I want to ask you just one final question. If you could draw upon some of what you hear from your customers, what are their lessons learned that you can share after they have deployed your solution? What advice would they offer? Yeah, you know, in my job, I take great pride in in traveling the world and meeting with our customers all the time. I meet with uh, dozens of customers per quarter in every region around the globe. And and I hear some very consistent messages from them. And and a lot of these are the, the problems that we are attempting to solve and have been solving here at Forcepoint. Number one, they are facing a world where their IT environment is changing dramatically. Most security professionals do not make the decision themselves to move their infrastructure and their applications to the cloud, for example. Those decisions are usually made by line of business or the chief information officer. General IT operations generally is moving that transformation to the cloud. Yet the chief information security officer and their counterparts, they're responsible for securing data regardless of where it goes. And and they're they're looking for vendors like Forcepoint to help guide them to get to the cloud safely and to ensure that their data is protected as the company makes that transition. So that's number one, is, is I love when we have a conversation with a customer who says, I needed to go and embrace Office 365, for example, but I needed to get there knowing that my security posture would stay best in class 
and your tools help me make that migration happen. That's that's really amazing to hear. The second thing that I hear from customers consistently is that the threats that they face, and we've, we've spoken extensively during this conversation about the insider threat, the threats they face are only getting more complex and more challenging to deal with. The adversary is getting more intelligent and aware of the security tools that may exist within organizations. So they're trying to evade those systems constantly. It's a, it's a cat and mouse game. You know, another, another way to describe it is, is the game whack-a-mole, right? You think you've gotten one thing under control and then sure enough something else pops up. One of the best stories I ever received from a customer was someone who told me, this is a company that has a lot of intellectual property, a technology company, you know, their entire livelihood, the billions of dollars of sales they generate every year is based upon the intellectual property they create internally. Someone came into that company and was a plant. They were hired to steal information from that company, remove it, and then sell it or take advantage of that outside the company, whether it's on the black market or what or whatnot. That person was an intentional malicious insider, and our Triton platform detected their movements. We tracked them over a period of time, and we collected enough information for that person to actually be arrested and prosecuted in court. And we were able, with the help of the Triton system and this individual within our customer, to send that person to jail. That customer will never pull out the Triton system. It is a complete anchor point for their security posture, and they've only expanded their system since because they see the value finally in in that system and what it provided for them. My last point is with regards to the amount of resources that our customers have to apply to this problem. Again, when I travel the globe, I generally ask our CISO customers, how many open headcount do you have on your staff right now? Uh, are you looking to fill jobs within your company? I've yet to have a customer tell me, nope, I'm full. We're all good to go. The reality is that there's over a million jobs open right now in cybersecurity. You can't find the people. You can't find the expertise. And so what our customers are telling us is they have point product fatigue. There's just too many products that have been deployed over the last decade and a half and not enough people to manage them. They're looking for consolidation. They're looking for a platform that can take all of these disparate feeds, all of these alerts that these tools create, and bring them together and show the linkages between them so that they can take 20,000 alerts and focus on the nine that really matter today so that the four people on their staff could go focus on the highest priority, highest severity things that could truly make a difference. And they're not going to go chase their tail after something that really is not meaningful. So the Triton platform started this about six or seven years ago by bringing together web security, email security, and data security under one umbrella console and having the ability to see these alerts together and to be able to link and correlate them. And now force point strategy going forward is to take this to the next level. It's to take this overall platform as it is today and how it will expand in the future, as well as integration with third-party tools and give our customers a place they can go to to have definitive understanding of what they truly should care about today and where they should spend their time. And if we can solve that problem, I think we're going to make their lives easier. I think they're going to have the ability to focus on things that will be more meaningful to their organization. You know, And I think they're going to be happier in what they do. Mike, it's very well said. Thank you so much for your time and your insight today. Okay, Tom, thank you very much. The topic has been mitigating the accidental insider threat. 
I've been speaking with Mike Siegel, Vice President of Products with Forcepoint. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.